Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built, you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast. Today we're doing an on-site podcast. Uh, this is new. We're trying it out. We want to see, uh, throw something on the wall, see if it sticks. Um, and today we're throwing something on that wall. Uh, we're going to be building a door frame. Is that right? A cased opening sample. A cased opening sample. Richard, will you explain what that is? Yes. So typically in houses you have doors, right? No, I'm just kidding. You have <laughs> well, the trim that goes around the door, we're going to be doing a sample. Um, I'm going to be doing one side of each, showing a different technique. I don't know what y'all's plan are, but we're going to do some craft. I actually don't know what a door header is, so well, cased opening. You, you know more than you think you know. Basically, okay. a cased open is where there is no door and it's a passageway to another room. And so we are going to define the opening, okay? The problem is with a lot of new moldings today, they're so small and they're so thin, they don't punctuate an opening, which is what uh, door casings were meant to do. And there was a certain size, it was kind of a minimum size that would have been around, but in the last, probably 50 years, ever since the clamshell molding of the 50s and 60s, moldings have just shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. And if you've gone to a big box store, even, even good lumber yards have crap moldings sometimes. And so uh, they end up being very small, very thin, and they, they don't work, okay? And so the whole idea of the classical system is it's supposed to communicate. You're supposed to walk into a space and go, oh, I'm supposed to go that way because that doorway is opened and elevated and that's a door that's closed off and that's a swinging door, it might look like a kitchen. So you're communicated to by the use of the moldings, right? And so you know you're in a very nice space because all the moldings are elevated. You know you're in a closet because there are no moldings, right? And so um, you know, there's a communication tool that goes on. Now, door casings, window casings are the kind of the simplest first step in, uh, you know, design, okay? And so I can take my hand in the past, pull out a molding and go, oh, that's a Georgian molding, or that's a federal molding, or that's a Greek revival molding, or that's a Victorian molding. Me Why? Too. Why? Because uh, they communicate. There are shapes and details and everything else that are part of a story, okay? So, long thing being said, doing a door casing may seem like a simple project, right? You know, two yeah. four, two seems really easy. Two forty fives and you know just whatever. It's not high skill level, but actually choosing the molding, in my opinion, would be certainly as important, if not more important, than the actual craft of putting it up. So it's kind of the art, artistic stylings of what you're picking out out of the wood pile, which we've got right over there. Yeah. So uh, we've we've got you know I've got a bunch of Cukin Windsor moldings that I've uh, built with. Okay. A lot of my videos going back onto my YouTube channel where I'm doing a Georgian room or we're using uh, historic moldings. I designed both of those lines of moldings for them, the classical molding lines. And so I have a bunch of molding samples here. So. Mm -hmm. The first thing to do will be to go pick your molding, right? Pick what you're gonna do, pick what you're gonna uh, install. Now, Richard, you've done some homework. Yeah, I brought my own stuff. Will you explain what you've got over there? Yeah, I just, I didn't wanna take any of Brent's stuff for free, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a Windsor beaded casing, uh, a Greek Revival backband molding, and then a one by two that creates the backband. So there's that, and then I have a, 
larger beaded casing. So I'm going to be doing a sample with those. So what did you what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to pull something out of there. I'm just hoping I don't pull out like a foot molding or something. But uh, and we're not going to tell molding. you if it's a casing. A or foot not. molding? Yeah, that's okay. I was going to uh, ask what a foot molding is. Shoe molding, right? It's it's in the it's right next to buildmanship. In the <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I truly don't even know what I'm going to be pulling out of there. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try my. I think you've said 45s. I'm assuming we're gonna cut these at a 45 degree angle and then pop them together. And then, uh, man, this bead molding as a base and then putting stuff on top of it, never would have thought of that. But I may not give that a try, just depending on So how if you look right here, are. this is what we're doing, okay? okay. These, these are two sample uh, door casings or window casings, okay? So you have a molding right here that's about a four inch molding. This one's bigger, this is probably a five or five and a half inch molding, right? Mm -hmm. I would have said five and a half. And so, um, you know, this is the cut. You're doing a 45 and a 45, right? And you're taking long sticks, shutting a 45 and building a, a cased opening. Now, Richard and I are going to take that and elevate it, right? Yeah, yeah, We're right. not just gonna do this stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're not going to do this, right? Although I suspect you don't have the, you know, experience to, to know what else you can do, right? Definitely not. And so, um, you know, one thing that's one thing that's interesting to me, <laughs> <laughs> just like disgusted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what what are we doing with this guy? One thing that I always find interesting when I look at bad moldings is that they don't know which moldings to use. They don't know what they're doing. And mm -hmm. so you end up seeing a crown, 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 crown for a door header or something like that. And you're like, what is that even doing there? Okay, so. Well, that was what I was gonna say. I really have two options at this point in time, in my life, in my experience level. I really can uh, play it simple, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Or I can really try and put some pieces together, but I may be making a McMansion style mold. You know what I mean? Like I may be making something awful. Well, realize that a lot of the McMansion stuff that happens is, is because the uh, designers, architects, not always architects, but sometimes architects and builders are illiterate when it comes to classical moldings. And so they're choosing the wrong shapes and details to define stuff, and they may think they're building up something really special, but they're really only showing the fact that they don't really know what they're doing. They don't know how those moldings go together. I mean, we can do a molding geek out thing, and but basically they're in, in the classical tradition, there were moldings that were supporting moldings. There was moldings that were terminating moldings. There was moldings that, you know, there's a, a book called The Theory of Moldings, all about the light and shadow and everything else that goes along with moldings. So, um, I know what one of those words mean. Yeah. Well, so there's a lot here, right? And yeah. so it, it's not just, oh, yeah, pick, go pick a shape, right? They're, they're really, when you dial into it, there's a ton there. Mm. So that's why it's so important. Well, so uh, you mentioned you cheated too. What, what do you got up your sleeve? Uh, before we be start doing? recording, I, I Richard was saying that he was cheating by bringing his own material, you you but Brent said no. he was no. cheating as well, so we'll see. So I'm going to take what they've got and make it better, most likely. Wow, strong words coming from the master side over here. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Uh, so do we want to get after it? Do we want to start building? Let's do it. Um, now, are we... Are we just doing like the top, like these, these aren't full boards. These right. are just little guys, little baby guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't have enough. I'm, I'm basically doing 
this and this. Like, yeah, I was asking even... for you. I was worried that you were gonna. Yeah, why don't you do the full legs and then I'll. I should do full legs. Yeah, and then I'll uh, I'll build off yours. Well, you're just uh, asking for me to. Mess I, this I know up. what you're doing now. All right. Well. Uh, okay. So the first thing is let's go pick some moldings. Okay. Okay. All right, well, I'm way ahead. So what you're looking at. Um, is a bunch of different moldings and a lot of this is our scrap pile a lot of this is left over from other jobs and so we've got a you know a quirk bead here uh which is a quirk molding that goes on the corner which is a really handsome way of doing that there's a panel mold here's a crown there's a door stop window stop there's a windowsill cove mold crown again and so there's just a bunch of different moldings in here the casings are kind of in this area uh, you shouldn't have told him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'd been eyeing this guy. Okay. Let's see what let's see what he got. And he and he got a casing. Yeah, help me out. All Did right. I pick one? Did I pick it right? Well, you picked a casing. That was good. Okay, check. Uh, check. And so uh, this is a this is a federal casing. Okay, so this is. Um, That's why I picked it. The. Uh, Basically, you had Georgian, which is early before 1780, whatever. Um, and those moldings are big and proud. Here's a Georgian molding, okay? Why is it Georgian? Well, see this projection right here? Whenever a molding projects out into the room, it's heavier and stronger. This molding cuts, cuts away. And so this is a federal molding. It's lighter and daintier. These little beads, these little lines right here will lighten this molding and break it up. And so, Anyway, you picked a federal molding. This is a Georgian molding. There's a difference. And then you're saying I'm not tough. And there's also so a Greek revival molding. Yeah, I'm dainty. There's also a Greek revival molding, which was, was very, you know, sharp and uh, more modern which looking. Which is what I have over there. Yeah, well, you have an Asher Benjamin. That actually came from an Asher Benjamin catalog from the probably the 1830s, okay? And so it, that was actually chosen because it was one in one of his plan books. And so... Nice. Um, yeah. So now that you've chosen your molding, yep. we're going to, you know, create a fake door here and then you're going to, or cased opening, and you're going to case it out. Let's go. <laughs> so do I need to dice this up? Yeah. So we're, let's just say you've got a 6-8 opening. Okay. 6-8 opening. Do we have tape measures? I yes. have no tools. Oh, the journeyman comes in. Do, do you have, do you have a, a, a pencil? Do you have anything to mark it? You know, I'm sure we can find something around here. Here you go. There's a pencil right there. Found one. Man. Dude, if you were on site, you would have had to drive to Home Depot right <laughs> now. No. <laughs> Just more company time. So 6-8 opening? Yes. So the bottom of this needs to be 6-8? Yes. So I need to start like the tip of the 45 degree angle. Correct. So I can move this guy. How do you do this? <laughs> It's not like your cold bowl at home. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in confidence. Six feet. Wait, what is that? 12 times six. Wait, what are you doing? Six, eight open. I don't know. I don't know. Six there's foot, no, eight inch opening. Mine has like a six foot, like a large. Oh, there's eight foot. Okay, here we go. There we go. All right, cool. And six foot eight here. Yeah. So I want to go to the tip, huh? Yeah, I couldn't, I, uh, I've got a more hands-on one at home. Okay. All right, so now I'm just cutting this. 
Now, if you turn this on, it'll kind of show you where the blade's going to go. Push your put it blade down, it'll show you where that line's going to go. So there we go. Don't cut the line. Leave the pencil mark. Oh, I definitely would have cut the line. All right, here we go. Okay, you got one leg. Got one. Hang okay. on to that for me. Uh, okay, so now I've got to figure out. So that's this side, right? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so if I just do... Oh, this is so confusing. <laughs> How do you guys figure this out? Do I need to switch it to the other side? Because that's going this way. This is going to be flat. <laughs> do we have more of this stuff? No. Doing six foot eight was a wise choice. There's huh? not more? Uh, so it's going to be a narrow There's going to there's gonna be one more stick of that. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so I need to cut it like that, huh? So I guess I can do it like this. No, you're not going to be able to see your line. Okay, ill-advised. So let's go like this and then just switch it around. All right. I need that tape again. But I'm going to zing this around 45. Okay. Now, six foot eight. I know it's 60, 80. Yeah. Inches. The tape actually has a little clip on it. <laughs> See that? <laughs> uh, I think that's something you learn on the job. I don't think I should know that yet. Um, all right, so cut this puppy. Leave the pencil mark. Leave the pen. Wait, 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 wait. What am I waiting for? Well, I was making sure you were cutting on well, the right because side you're of the line. just worried because if I mess up my door, I mess up your door, right? No. Kaboom. Okay, so now I've got two pieces and an upside down piece. Because if we fit that in, I believe it goes upside down, right? There we go, Ooh. Richard. That's the way to go. What are you ooing? Did I mess up the line? Yeah, it's, that's horrible. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's <laughs> just the off cut. Okay, wait, what does that mean? The off cut is just like what's left over. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, sweet. Okay, so now I got these two things. So he needs another one of those? Yeah. Is this it right here? Tack these into the wall probably. No. Later. Is this it? No. What are y'all uh, looking for? No, that's not it. It's close. You looking for the same one? Yes. We may just have a baby opening. No, I, I've got a piece of it around here. So you want to find it? Yes, that's that's why I'm looking. Hmm. All right, cutting round two. Is this, are these in red because they're like the most common cutting lengths? Yes. They are? Yes. Yeah, for like wall framing and everything. So that's why 6-8 was like just so evidently uh, done. Wait, should I start this way? No, this one, <laughs> I need to do it this way. You trying to get this one? Man, that, that cutting system with the 45 degrees is a mind trip. It really gets in your head. All right, I left some pencil on that, but I'd left the wrong pencil on that. All right, so we've had a molding switch up. We're jumping to uh, a different molding because we didn't have enough length of the other one for a full 6-8. So the master really wanted a full 6-8 inch molding door on either side. 
Let's see if we can run into the same problem. Where'd so before I cut this, where'd you find this guy? No, <laughs> hey, before I cut this, this no, is you're doing great. right here. It's family. <laughs> what? This is what we're gonna be left with. No, I've got another piece of it. This is a whole other state. I was like, what is he doing? It's the same thing. Okay, that makes sense. No, it's it's a different molding that I've got extra of so that you'll have... Your header. Yeah. Um, okay, so back at it again. Do the uh, this way 45, right? And then pencil on this side, right? Correct. Okay. Hey, look, you're laughing at me, but uh, I've never done this before. <laughs> Did you leave the pencil line? Uh, I did. You're I actually doing great. Did you leave the pencil line? Just a little. Just a little for love. Okay. From so what we've talked about in the podcast, yeah. I thought we'd be at the emergency room right now. You're doing <laughs> great. <laughs> well, good. I really, uh, my tools don't give me a chance to take myself to the emergency room because they die before I can cut myself with them. Okay. Now, here's the deal. We are. You're going to make a like a three foot at least cased opening. In fact, we can go a little bit wider than that if you want. Um, and so, yeah, go pull Three it across. Foot at least. I got yeah, it, I got it, I got it. Cut the crap off and well, then- Wait, can I do this? I can use this. So it's gonna cut that way and then fit up like that. I'll do right here, right? Okay, I don't wanna cut it wrong. Well, I guess y'all kinda want me to cut it wrong. Okay, so- <laughs> No, we want you to do well. <laughs> Here, let me save all your material that I can. I don't really need to mark it. I just need to cut it, huh? Correct. On this first, and then I can measure from there. Okay. Correct. Really piecing everything together here. Okay. All right. So let's do a a thirty six inch opening. So here's here's a trick with yeah. this. If you come over here. Uh huh. You can line that up. Actually, this this is a little too. Here, here, here's what you can do. Bring it back over here. Okay. <clears throat> oh, we're getting a master's trick. Hook your tape on that. Sorry. Oh, nice. So I hook That's my tape That's a great in there. trick. Good trick. So it's level with the thing, and then I just go 36. Because it's very hard to um, hold your tape on that corner, on that inside corner. See, even I learned something. See, isn't this great? Awesome. See, this is that teamwork. Now we're not gonna <laughs> learn anything from Jackson, but. Well, I did just learn that he marked a cut that had no measurement. <laughs> right there. That's a, that's a good trick you should learn, Richard. It's uh. Oh yeah. no, no, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna let him do it. I was gonna let him do it. <laughs> Uh, I okay. was going to let him do it. I was going to wait till he got ready to cut and I was going to go. We're <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> really like, you got something in your throat? Yeah. All right. All right. Now. Left none of that pencil. Okay. We're gonna so we're getting our nail gun out. How'd we do? I think the part Dude. I'm most concerned about is that it's gonna be uneven with the floor. Okay. Like that I cut one longer oh, than the other. Oh, look at that, a level. Well, if you do, if you cut one longer, Here you go. that one's too long, mm -hmm. you just take a blade off of it. 
Jackie. Short. That's the problem. Jackie. Yo. Thank you. Sorry, I was admiring my work. I'm trying to see how the seams fit together. <laughs> Got it. Uh, you like it? Does that look plumb to you? That looks so great. It's like you've done this before. Do we need to go overkill? Should I no. go all the way down? No, you don't need to. Uh, okay, so I guess then you go across, huh? Can you hold this? What would you do here, Richard? Same thing. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, like on mine, I'll pre-assemble mine because it's it's a one bite. All right. Pocket screwed together, but yeah, on a casing like this, I would do it the same way. So I might use glue, but I realize this is. An example. Yeah, so and that's a good editor's note that this is not the way we would assemble it in the field and that we would probably pre-assemble it, clamp it, glue it. You don't really, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can okay, you, you don't really need this. Oh, yeah. Because all you're trying to do I is line up that miter. All right, can you pop a nail in there? Okay. How do you do? Let's You're see. short, that's fine. Doesn't matter. Well, I'm 6'3", so... What? Look oh, at yeah, the gap on the bottom. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, how do you... Then how do you do this part? You're it, doing it right. Do I need to tamp that into the wall? Okay. Done! So Jackson has, has cased Dude, his opening. That's freaking awesome. Feel good about it. Uh, yeah, no help at all. All so, right. Pretty straightforward. Okay, who's next? Richard. All right, let me show you something though that you would, that could be really cool. Yeah. Whenever you have these right here, you can cinch them together like that. Get them a little bit tighter. Heads up, your mic packs out. Oh, dang it. I'm just um, having audio problems today. So just pop it in. Kind of up in here. Did a lot. And you can do it down too, but we don't sure. have to do that. that All right, dangerous. so I'm gonna do a cross-sided corner. So I Ooh, learned this. Ooh, good call. This. Okay, he's really <laughs> elevating the game here. You sure he's gonna beat us? Oh yeah. So I'm just gonna choose like an arbitrary number. I'm gonna come down like five inches from here. Or actually, you know what? I should probably See, I've only done this one other time. So this is actually, I'm like an apprentice in this. Breaking new too. ground here. Yeah. I'll get my stuff out of the way. That's my Yeah, money. man, come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> Clean up your workstation. <laughs> so if I, yeah, that'll work. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and make my 245s on my pieces. Let me get those. Okay. Gosh, you're so fast. All right, so, so I've got my two pieces cut here, and I'm gonna come down from my header, oh yeah, right, right about five inches, and then I wanna come in like three quarters. So, so what do you do, what's going on? Where, show them where your header is and show them where your leg is and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this, this is my leg, this is my header, since I'm only doing like a, a section of it, like a sample. Did you already know that? You knew which was which? No, that's why oh, okay. I asked him. Oh, oh, I was like, what in the world? 
So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take this section out. So basically, I'm going to take out three quarters right here. All the way across? All the way down, yeah. Then I'm going to, you'll see. Okay. You'll see. That miter saw is not going to cut that, right? That will. Yeah, so he can't, he can't do this on, on the chop saw because he's got too long of a cut. But we've got a table saw here. If you're on a job site, you have a portable table saw. But you, uh, yeah, so he has the, we have the tools here in the shop. He can do that. Nice. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the blade to roughly that line. Because you need that line in there. Why? Yeah, I'm trying to keep this. I'm trying to take all this out. Just so you can attach the rest of it? Yeah, just so I can... Just wait and see their grasshopper. You'll see what he's doing. <clears throat> well, I'm trying to learn. No, just wait. Okay. Is there a dust collection or you don't? It's no. fine, right? I'm just going to get rid of this. Usually use it for hearing protection, but it doesn't make sense for the video. <clears throat> You hear the purr of that motor? That's a sweet motor. That is a sweet motor. You know what? That sounds better than my SCM. I'm not going to lie. It's an old paramatic. It just, just purrs when it turns it on. It's, just love it. That was really nice. I really expect that to be louder. All right. So now I'm going to come down right there on that line. So I kind of tilt the molding a little bit because if I do it like this, I won't get everything out. So this is kind of like uh, Jack for carpenters right here <laughs> yeah this is just out. this is just doing it like finding a way to do it and i don't want to go like too deep in yeah because i can just take my knife which is on my tool belt and clean that up do you need a hand do you need me to get up no that's okay so look that's this is what i've got now So this is your leg Yep. Yes, okay. and that's my header. Are you going to do the same to the header? Uh, this what? is the header. No, no, no. The oh, header is okay. going to stay the same. So now that I have these two pieces cut, I'm going to take two more moldings, which is going to be my one by two back band, and I'm going to go ahead and run it all the way around this. And then my uh, Greek Revival back band molding is going to do the same exact thing. So we'll be making. Spending some time at the miter saw, basically. Making cuts. You know, you, you mind, if you cut that other one three quarter, then you wouldn't even, you don't even actually have to do the. Oh, like a miter? Yeah, you can butt just this butt one and then up. just miter that one. Okay. If you want to save some time. I don't, I don't care, you can also miter it. Unless you want to do it right. From the master over here. <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't want to see you that. See no, he's, he's just trying to speed this up. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, good. Then I'm gonna come this way. So he's doing, he's doing the same thing you do. You're like visualizing. Yeah, I gotta visualize it. And you, gotta, you gotta see it. You gotta do that. I was wondering and if so, I was like so, a you know, noob you, just doing no, that because you, you gotta figure it out. You gotta so figure it out. This. So you so you pull your hand back and forth and you and you, a, you do this. You go. Yeah, there's a lot of like you gotta spatially visualize it. You know. One of the best things to do uh -huh. too is to, if you can, if it's not inefficient just hold your pieces in place right uh -huh. so you don't have to like 
Oh, maybe see, what is that? Oh, 11 sixteenths. You'd be better off to just hold it and hold it up it. and then mark it, yeah. That's, that's, that's not that. gonna lie to me at all. Right. <clears throat> and you gotta leave your blade down when you do real short pieces like that. If you lift your blade up too quick, it'll grab that little short piece and fling it around. <laughs> All right, I'll just, just, just flip that, that over. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I may have made a 40 degree. The thing stopped me and I'm so used to just, yeah, I gotta recut that one. That's a 30. Where, how did I get off on that? I just came back around the wrong way. Dang it, the spirit of Jackson got me. <laughs> yeah, it's because we dapped up this morning. <laughs> okay. I passed it on to Richard. Do you want it? <laughs> right here. You got it, man. Heads up. It's on you. I'm not worried. <laughs> it may just take you down to a journeyman level. It won't take you all the way down to apprentice. I've been there before. Dang, that all is right. cool. You like it? I love it. So at this point, I'm just gonna glue this up and pin it together. So is that not weird that it's um, like, this is curved and then this is like angular, right? Is that not a, kind of a well, weird but look? Well, this, but this piece of molding is gonna, is gonna tie them together. Oh, that'll go in. Yeah. Dang, there's I'm some not, tiny I'm actually not gonna glue it, it, right? It's, it's I gonna glue be it. too long. Okay, we'll just Do you want a nail gun? Oh, I'm just one. gonna use this. Okay. Wait, what is that shooting the nail gun out with? It's not compressed air? So he's shooting a brad, and he's, he's got a little electric uh, nail gun there. Does he does yeah, 23 gauge headless pin. He doesn't use any... Um, air? Air. Is there a reason for that? You don't like the air? <clears throat> Dragging hoses yeah, around? Yeah, just the hose and compressor and everything. All right, so basically what I did just there I, this this is probably wrong. You probably want to see this come down more. Well, right? I mean, you can. I mean, the precedent is that you could see it down this far, right? And mm -hmm. and then the other thing is that you've got it even with the lentil. So, if this lentil is going to go all the way through, right? We're supporting that opening. Then this would go all the way through. The only change I might make is do the forty-five there and have that run across. Oh, so you don't see this. So you don't see thing. the see yeah. the thing. So wait, wait, wait. Okay, I got dumb, you. dumb this down for me. I don't got you. Well, what's so visually, what's happening is that whenever you have an opening like this, you are supporting that opening with what's called an architrave, a king beam. So okay? you're like supporting it, like, hey, you can you can hang something on, like. No, if, you're supporting the opening because there's a bunch of weight above, right. and, and and this is support is is holding those other things from falling through this hole. Cool. Okay, so that's what an So what's supporting it? Are you saying like the thing that comes out? Will you stop asking questions and listen? It's like they're good questions. So this 
in that Greek revival thing, which is what he's got, you've got a, like, like sometimes you'll have a, a stone lentil, sometimes you'll have a wood lentil, right? That goes all the way across. It supports that opening. Mm -hmm. These posts come up in here and hold up that lentil. There would never be a 45 historically, okay? It would always, it would have been a, a post supporting a beam, okay? So there would never have been this cut is what you're saying? Correct. So then, right, this is a decorative cut, okay? Now, so this lentil that's going across there, that's why when I was saying I wouldn't have done this 45, I mean, I, I say I wouldn't have done it, I probably would have done it, but well, but, it, but if I was truly trying to make it. You would have done it like right here. Right. So you just would have cut it across, or, no 45s. Or I would have, have cut that 45 on that bead and then run it across there, okay? Just so that you didn't have a weird joint right oh, there. Oh yeah, I just couldn't get the square anymore. So you just cut like a tiny little cut here, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, and, and then, then go across. Okay. Now, the other thing that happens when you do that is that on a really wide casing, it won't open up if things expand and contract. Because when a 45 wants to open, sometimes it'll open at the back, sometimes it'll open at the front because the way the wood is expanding and mm -hmm. contracting. Okay, way too much information. The point is, is that the, the, the cross-headed corner that he's created here emphasizes the width of this lentil, okay? Mm -hmm. So it, by cutting the 45 in it, you're kind of losing the strength No, of it? what I'm saying is, is that the, the point that he set here, that ear that he's put on the back side of this thing, emphasizes the size of this thing. The historic precedent sometimes is for that ear to come all the way down to here. Okay, so there is, a practice historically a precedent for doing it because he, he said to me well you'd probably do it much wider than that and I was like well yeah I mean you could do it I probably would have come down a little bit farther but I've seen them come down you know two feet which it looks kind of goofy but to my eye but there is a historic precedent for it yeah all that being said is in the Greek revival, you want to emphasize that strength. Anyway, those are just some comments. Yeah, no, I, I when, as soon as I just put it together right now, I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird because it's lined up here. Usually it droops yeah, down a little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So again, because this when, is his my... mold, when this molding comes in here, it's going to shrink the size of this thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to shrink this, the visual size yeah. of that thing. So the purpose of taking it down even a little bit is so that it keeps yes. the size of it. Yeah, the because look at, look at what's happening now. This comes across there, this comes across there, and all of a sudden now, you know, I've shrunk this lentil down, the strength of that lentil that's supporting that opening down. Honey, I shrunk the molding. Because, <laughs> because uh, you haven't seen that movie. Um, no, I haven't. The, uh, uh, the kids have, though. So anyway, a bunch of, you know, stuff that goes on in my head yeah. as I think about this. Okay, so I'm going to mark that so this isn't hanging over so much for our sample. And then I want to blow Jackson's mind. Okay. So for me, if I have a, I don't always do this, but if I have a one by stock like this where I'm going to be joining it up, I'll put reinforcement in it. So I'll take it over here to my castle machine. And this is a pocket hole cutter. So I can put it at any angle. Like there's a 45, clamp it down. <clears throat> and then whenever I turn this on, I'm going to push this down. A router bit's going to come up and cut a hole in the back. Why do you use the castle, not the Craig? Well, my other castle is 
I mean, it's in the truck, but it's like a big thing. I don't want to bring it in. You just go like this and you're making pocket holes. It's a one motion. Like I can make these pocket holes in two seconds. So the whole thing with pocket, Craig started it, I think. And, yes, and, they and, did. and they, they invented basically this pocket screw, which basically you can see right here, it's this angled thing that you're gonna take a screw and we can now screw this joint together and lock it together really tight. It's in place of uh, joints, right? Um, not really, because there never really was a joint for a 45. It was always something that was kind of nailed together. And so they basically, you know, helped that. And, um, you know, they are... Uh, oh, we got one battery. So what I'll do, uh, we can kind of hang this off the edge. And then this thing could get away from you. So you want to clamp it down. Dang, that's so cool. And it does have another, like you can cut the pocket pilot hole in it, but yeah. I'm just trying to go quick. I wonder if I should show you right. So, and this, this is a technology that in my mind has improved building. Yeah, this isn't like, you're against this? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I think this is technology that, that makes, you know, joints better, things last longer, things hold up better. And so I, I think this is uh, good technology. Now, whereas where it gets bad technology is where you were talking about, where people will build an entire case system with pocket screws as opposed to mortise and tenon joints or something like that. Give it a try. And so... Uh, you could, probably could snap it. <laughs> this is cool. Um, that was that video. There was a video, YouTube video I watched uh, that like a guy was comparing and contrasting all different kinds of joints. Oh yeah, right. I think I saw that. Yeah, one. and dowels and tenons, tenons. Yeah. And you said he said dowels were the best. He said dowels were the best. And you said heck no, right, Brent? Well, I mean, I don't know exactly how he was doing his thing, but well, uh, he but was I doing them say, based off of like strength, cheapness, and efficiency. Yeah, so if he like, was doing strength and I mean efficiency, then the dowels are faster. But he, so he was running. He was like wanted the perfect triangle. He wanted what's fast, what's efficient, what looks the best, and what. So I've just seen too many doors fail, especially when their when their exterior doors fail. Um, because of pocket screws. Because of dowels. The dowels dowels are not. So what's the best joint? A mortise and tenon joint is that, the best. So that was one of the ones he tested was... Yeah, it's not the fastest, but it is yeah. the strongest, the most long-lasting. Okay, so... So, yeah, what I would do next... Uh, let me grab this gun over here. I'll cut this off later, because my thing's falling apart. Yeah. And then on this, one of the things people struggle with... I guess I can pull this out. See how this nail has a like a chisel tip, like it's mm -hmm. going like that. Yeah. Some nails go, it goes like this. Some nails, it goes like this. So if you know which way that, that this nail can only go this or that way. Okay. It, it can't go that way. So you're gonna drive that like this so that it can- Yeah, I'm gonna, like it, if I want, if I don't want it to bust out of here, uh -huh. I'm gonna shoot it like this. Right. So if it does decide to go weird, it'll be inside. And it's pretty common for these nails to wanna go whoop, Especially when you get a two and a half inch nail. Yeah, and this is all I have. This is yeah. Not so it, it it'll it'll get wonky. So Can that was a great tip. That where it just oh yeah, out? all the time. What happened? That's how he shot his finger, right? 
Well, no. <laughs> it ricocheted. It didn't. It didn't go come out the wood. But that's a great tip that he just showed you. That the way he's angling the thing will keep it from coming up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm blown away. I thought they had to be compressed air to shoot a nail out of a gun. But modern science. Okay. So I'm basically going to repeat that process for with this, this mold. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Okay. That's really cool. So these are the. Is there any difference in all of this stuff? <clears throat> any difference how? In the two of these, I guess they're all the same. Now, Richard, I thought you said you were going to be two, doing two different ones, but it looks like um, you got all the same wood. I think I, I'm going to do the other one. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Just not right now. Yeah, no, not right now. <clears throat> it's going to be the same exact thing, but basically what Dave was wanting to show his customer is that you can, you can make this cross-headed corner by cutting a section out or by if I added a section on. Yeah, yeah, if I add it on. Mm. And, and I guess the customer didn't understand. He sent me this and said, can you make two? I'll make the other one later. Um, okay. It's like all my questions are slowing you down. <laughs> it's like they say at the end of the day when everything is said and done, there's usually more said than done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that can be said for me. And let me and see, I could cut the, I'm not, I'm just going to get long. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it. <laughs> just cut it out of your piece. Makes sense. Okay, I did just cut it out of my piece, didn't I? You did. I don't think you did. What did I do with my piece? This you, is still you plenty, had, this you is still had plenty this long. Cut, and then you cut the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You're distracting me. Yeah, that was on, that's on me. <laughs> I'll own that one. I think it's really hard to talk and think at the same time. I saw you start to cut that other one, and I was like, oh, wow, he's just... You cut one okay, angle, this and then you one, cut the other angle. This one, I can still do the... Still utilize? <laughs> You're like, what is he doing? You're just trying to make me look bad, right? <laughs> I gave you my apprentice cooties. <laughs> and this is also, like, not always practical to hold stuff up, because you got to think, like, there's gonna be if a you were on a scaffold or something, you're not going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> you will measure a lot, but it's so yeah. convenient right here. Right. Check that one out. Great. Decent. Like a glove. That's bonkers. I like it. Shoot it. Yeah, these are 23 gauge headless pins. Okay, so that's different than the nail, but it's just gonna yeah. hold it in place. Yeah, it's it's for like, yeah, you don't want a gigantic hole for a small molding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you just shoot somebody? Just shot I almost out. shot you. It went that way, but. Oh, really? <laughs> so, 
right, look at that. Yeah, I forgot. This is the only gun that will shoot without being pressed up against something. Sorry about that. <laughs> you like heard it in the distance already. That's crazy. And let me just clean this up and we can nail it to the wall. Amazing. And then this is going to be kind of weird. I didn't think this one through. <laughs> Why don't you turn it the other turn way? Turn it the other way, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. I'll just keep my pressure over here. Don't try this at home. <laughs> All right. You want this one? I'll use yours. This is a smaller gauge now. Is this what we were using? Yes, yeah, sir. 18. So I am, am I going over here? Sure, sure. go over there. there, go over there. Okay. I, I gotta be honest, I don't like the proportions of mine, but. Um, Pull it over closer, because you're not gonna do that. You're right there. Right there, okay. He's trying to be conscientious of whatever you're but gonna the, do. The craft <clears throat> of it is good. The, yeah, I, yeah. This just needs to come down. Again, this is my second time ever doing one of these, so. Brent. Okay. Not your second time. All right, guys. Pull over the uh, the So it has to be real wood, it can't be a <laughs> I'm done. You can't take wax paper and draw over no, a I'm picture done. of it. Did you actually draw this? This is printed out, and then oh, I drew okay. over top of it and shaded it. And so um, nice. basically, what we're going to do, okay, now that we've built a door, okay, with a casing, okay, we're now going to do an entablature, okay? But that wasn't the challenge. Yes, it was. Wasn't the challenge. Cheating. Cheat. <laughs> so this is, from this point to there is your entablature. It's made up of three parts, architrave, which is the door casing, okay, the frieze, and the cornice, okay? So uh, <clears throat> there are... Uh, but so, because I've already got the architrave, right, this is the architrave, he's actually got, this is the architrave and he's put a cross-headed corner in here. Um, corner, not a cornice, right? Corner, cross-headed corner, right? Then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to build on top of this, okay, and make, make these things. I'm, I'm going to go grab two sample, actually there's one right there. So, so Richard, you brought your materials beforehand. Brent, he I pre-made pre pre mine before. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I just clear, make sure we're all on the same page here because. See, the master has done it so many times, Jackson, <laughs> then he has samples of his work. Yeah. So basically, I'm just going to be doing that. In fact, I'm done. Nice. <laughs> you want the nail gun? Yeah. So, exactly. so the freeze, okay, since this is my architrave, right? right? The freeze can be just a, this is called a pulvinated freeze you see that it goes out it pulvinates out right here's another pulvinated freeze and this one is something that Vossel carved i know right like what in the world i'd like to say he right? hasn't built a door case there's another pulvinated freeze right that that, that can go over top right and then my cornice would go on top of that and then you can also just take a flat board like that right there is that loose? Can you grab that? So the freeze can also be a flat board. So the great thing about, about, this, about this, the freeze is that 
it's simple, right? One board and I've built my freeze, I've done my deal, and so, right, and now all I have to do is build my cornice on top of here. Yeah. Now, the cornice is actually four different moldings. You got a bed mold, this your Corona, this is your flat, and then your Cymation, right? Now, I've used this Kukin uh, molding, this KB314 or 234 or something. What am I saying there? Anyway, because I can turn it, depending on how I turn it, it's either a supporting molding or it's a terminating molding. So, um, is that the same mold just flipped upside down? Yes, it is. So, in this case, it's a supporting molding because it's supporting this. In this case, it's a terminating molding, and all it is is flipped upside down. So, in the field, it's actually, you don't need a bunch of different moldings to do this. And so, I never noticed that. And so, you know, this little drip edge right here is, is kind of part of the classical tradition where you would have it on the outside of a building and it would, they would always have drip edges so, so water wouldn't run down the face of your building. You'll see sometimes people with cast stone and they have all these streak lines going all, all over their rocks, all over their stones. It's because they don't, never had any uh, drip edges in there and that's what that drip edge is for. So. The fun part about you know, me having these already made up is that I, I win, right? <laughs> and so really easily without any effort. And that's what a master does. So what was the uh, assignment again? Just out of <laughs> <laughs> we were all making cased openings. Okay. So and yours, opening? yours is simple, uh -huh. okay? His is better uh -huh. than yours, yeah, yeah. and mine is best. Well, yours isn't an opening, but everyone else is. So what well, is it's done? a cased opening. I'm taking this cased opening and making it better. But who made that case? So basically, he stole your customer. Yeah. <laughs> you you did this, and he's like, we could yeah. Do my my customer was really mad with me. He's like, I asked for like a high tech, you know, really yeah. complex architectural idea, and uh, he gave me a very simple one. I don't know. Now the other great thing about what I just taught you, right? How simple this was, is that this can be a mantle. This can be a door header. This can be a window header. Right? Once, a you, column. once you understand this entablature piece, you can go build and elevate everything that you're doing. And that's just orders of architecture, right? It's just understanding kind of the orders and the, and the, and the communication of what you're trying to elevate. Look, if this was going to a closet, I wouldn't elevate it with, a, with a, uh, you know, an entablature, right? This would be a smaller molding, right? Mm -hmm. This opening would be smaller, and it would never have a door header on top of it. But if we're trying to elevate an opening, you know, this and then doing a pediment on top of that would even be more elevated. And so, well, I'd like, I kind of, you know, lied before I said that you guys did your prep work, but Richard, will you help me grab this really quick? I did this the other night. <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. So I just put, the, I threw this together, just thought that this would be a really good, um, you know, kind of opening on top of this. I mean, you can see it really elevates the whole design. <laughs> now, wait, wait, wait. Just hold that up there. This is, what, this is what you get to do since you, since you brought this. See what's happening here. Okay, this is, this is your architrave, okay? Uh -huh. You're just getting the top of the architrave, just the tania. There's your freeze, uh -huh. right? And here's your, here's your cornice. Now, they've, got a, they've, they've done a pediment in here, but this is the exact same thing that I did. There's your bed mold, there's your corona, there's your cymation. Well, let's okay. be clear. You did do this. This was not me. No, no, no. I bought this in architectural salvage. <laughs> okay. this, is, this is actually an architectural salvage piece, probably from the 30s or 40s, because when you get into the 50s and 60s, they screw up and they don't do them right. In fact, if you try to order a pediment from a, a catalog today, yeah. it's a joke. It's just, they're terrible. This is actually pitched. This down, is pitched. Right? This is actually has a split fillet right there where that cymation splits up. I mean, this is actually 
a reason I bought it is because it's actually very well done. So, uh, yeah. And that's why I built it like that, so. I will say, um, looking at everything, mine is really irritating. I don't like it. I, I don't think, mind it. I think like even having all the right stuff and the right craft, like you still, I feel like you got to get the proportions right. You know, like I got the, I got the material. I got but my cuts are well, on point. The, just, the other fun thing to do with this molding with, with that they, is to splay the jam. And, yeah. it, and it gets really strong because basically what happens is because you have this flat thing and this piece would, would expand from about, you know, four inches down to about five, five and a half inches. Like a slow taper. Right? There's a slow taper. This edge is straight. This edge kicks out. It gives this strength to just like this. It's mm -hmm. standing there really strong. And so it's a great looking detail. But I've seen this and I'll show you that, that Greek revival okay. book that, that actually has a small cross-headed wow. corner. So. It's bugging you, but it's... It might be it, the miter that's bugging me, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, but there's there's strong uh -huh. precedent for that, and okay. we I can go show you some, but there, but I don't have a problem with that. That splayed thing is kind of off topic, but what, what period revival is that? Greek revival. When it's splayed? Okay, uh -huh. yeah. cool. So, yeah, good exercise, don't you think, Jackson? Yeah, really, actually really cool. Um, we got our hands on some craft yeah, today. I learned a lot. I think, <laughs> Richard, just being able to see you put yours together was really helpful. Um, nice. Wish I could have had that opportunity. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think uh, just understanding like how all the moldings are fitting together is, is actually really cool. Um, and even understanding like, I mean, I know you're bothered by it, but I, I think it looks so cool. Like even just in comparison to that, but you kind of came in with the flat boards and everything. And I was like, how is he gonna make something cool? And it, I, I honestly think this looks even cooler than that because of the, I guess, the steeper slopes or whatever. But Let me show you another thing. <clears throat> so I went through this whole cross-headed corner exercise a few months ago and just showing you different ways of doing it. Um, and it, it's, in one case like this, you can do it by cutting 45s, just kicking it out and then kicking it up and going over. So that's another way of doing that molding. You end up with a bunch of 45s, but you can take a regular casing and cut it to, to do all that. Mm -hmm. This one was much more difficult because what I was doing was keeping this flat spot here, is expanding this flat spot. So what it required was me ripping off this cap, you know, adding a piece of wood in here and then 45ing it over yeah, anyway, it was yeah. a lot of work to try to get that one, and then I don't. And then this one actually had just had a back band. It wasn't part of that. I was at Windsor, and I just used a back band to cut it over, and I added a piece of wood on like he was going to add on. So there are there are a number of different ways to do that cross-headed corner. This is what Richard's talking about. See how far I came down, right? Yeah. He was sitting there going, "I wish I'd come down farther," but there's there's precedent for all kinds of things, and so. Anyway, that's cool. Just another. So, I mean, that right there is like it shows how many different three or four different ways yeah. to do it. Yeah, and five with the straight. I mean, that's yeah. that's bonkers. Right? There's a bunch of There's cool ways so to do that. so many opportunities. And what you would notice too, Jackson, is probably like if we went to Home, yeah. De Home Depot and uh -huh. did this with their stuff, it would wouldn't it wouldn't help it. Yeah, right. it'd be a mess. So I think this is fun. Yeah, this, this is really this cool. This kind of gets us all out there and yeah. talking yeah. about stuff and. Well, th thanks for watching the Passion for Craft podcast. We're uh, going to do a lot more of these, hopefully. And uh, let us know what you think in the comments, please. Sure. Uh, and then tell us, you know, we did a door casing today. Let us know what you want to see next. <laughs>